are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound and your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Kenneth Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We're going to go Carolina versus College of Charleston recap. We're going to do a little Mac Brown midweek presser. Then I've got five key observations heading into today's game against Notre Dame. So fun, full day of just making sure we give you all the Carolina athletic news. All right, so first up, here we go. North Carolina took on College of Charleston Wednesday night and came up with a tough, hard-fought win, 79-60. Let me remind you, though, heading into the College of Charleston game, Carol, or yes, heading into the game, College of Charleston went 17-14 last year and fifth in the CAA. North Carolina was that 14-19 season that we tend to forget about and finished 14th in the ACC. So Carolina was returning three starters, six other players from last season's team that went 14-19 overall and 6-14 in the ACC. They have won 15 of their season openers. Their last loss was in 2004-2005 in Santa in against whoo come on now it's friday we're gonna get through that against santa clara in oakland carolina is now five and three against college of charleston and three and oh at the smith center so it was again a hard-fought win seven incoming freshmen roy williams made the starting lineup 20 minutes into warm-ups with caleb love rj davis linky black armando baycott and garrison brooks and as we all know garrison was the pre-cc pre-CC, <laughs> pre-season ACC player of the year. As we mentioned on Wednesday, he didn't really think much of it because you have to go out there and play, right? He knows that at the end of the day, your stats and how you do, how you perform means a lot more than what people are hyping you up to be. <sighs> and that's exactly what we saw. There was multiple substitutions throughout the game. Walker, Kessler, and Puff Johnson got limited time. A lot of people were wondering why that was. Apparently, it was due to covid protocols and you know we tried to make do with what we were gearing gearing up for which is just this season it's different they are two guys that had just gone through protocol COVID protocols according to coach Williams and missed several practices down the last couple of weeks so now that they're back trying to fit them into the rotation beautiful to see I know you guys were excited to see Caleb Love and RJ Davis Caleb Love having a tough fall during the second half of the game. So glad to hear that he is doing all right. Both of the two freshmen, though, were starting guards. The first time that that's happened since 2017, Ty Lawson and Wayne Ellington. This is the second straight season a freshman point guard has led UNC in scoring at a season opener. Last year, we saw Cole Anthony, who set the ACC record for a freshman debut with 34 against Notre Dame. Whew, we're giving all the good Notre Dame against Notre Dame vibes today. <laughs> Carolina committed only nine turnovers. So, you know, shout out to our guys for their strong ball handling skills. And UNC turned the ball over 18 times in their season over season opener against Notre Dame. So half as many turnovers. We're seeing the progress, right? We're seeing things come up to be a lot better than we thought it could be. And I just progress. It wasn't great, you know. We saw Carolina start out to a great lead. College of Charleston got very cold very early. And so you're thinking, all right, it's going to be a typical opening game where you're playing somebody that's not that up to snuff with you. But then 
of course, college in Charleston started to warm up. And now you're starting to hold your breath a little bit because anybody who warms up who's a great shooting team always makes for a long day for you and yours, right? And so we ended that half with College of Charleston only down by seven, where it was even with the rebounds and assists, and they were about even when it came to field goal percentage and about even when it came to turnovers. So a lot of us were wondering, okay, evenly matched for the most part, how is Carolina going to respond in the second? And I was hoping that we get a nice big cuss out in the locker room when it came to the second half of the game. And it seemed that, you know, Coach Williams certainly gave these boys a stern talking to. They didn't quite get it at first because as we saw, at one point in the game, College of Charleston was ahead. And so you're sitting there scratching your head like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you're supposed to have a gimme, right? This is supposed to be the first game coming out of season. You want a gimme. You don't want to have to work too hard. Of course, there hasn't been that many scrimmages available for these guys. But still, you don't want to have to stress in the way that I feel like Carolina had to a bit <laughs> during the game. And you start this – I don't know if anyone got nervous – I know I did a bit. I was just like, all right, are we going to have to go through this again, right? Are we going to have to go through the same thing we were talking about last year where Carolina just could not deliver? I just, you know, I'm really not feeling that, right? And lo and behold, they got it together. They figured it out. So I'm pleasantly surprised, again, not to have to stress out about the Tar Heels quite yet. (laughs) Came back out, scored 40 points, so about even. College of Charleston, again, just could not deliver in the way that they did in the the first half and ended up only scoring 28. But what do we think about overall for the Tar Heels? They have some weapons. Dayron Sharp can play really good basketball. If anything, I hope you guys are excited to see him and just how he'll progress throughout this season. Our three-point game is still weak, four for 18, 22%. Oof, we need Playtech to be a little more confident in shooting the three ball. You got to just get into that rhythm, and I know we haven't had a lot of scrimmages or practices to do all that, but I just want us to, you know, get back in the flow of it. Garrison Brooks only put up six points throughout the game. That's not going to cut it. You know, when you're talking about senior leadership and you're talking about having to have guys step up in big moments, we're going to need more points out of him. But I was okay with the 11 rebounds, nine defensively and two offensively. I I still want more from him. I think that that can be a place where he gets better and grows. And maybe it was just shaking off the nerves from the BS that he's had to go through. Um trying to get all of that preseason hype. So maybe, you know, maybe you just had to get the jitters off and maybe we'll be good and maybe it'll just roll around. That's what I'm going to believe for because we have to stay positive with this group. You have to pour into them. You have to give good vibes because if you don't, you're going to be stressed out. So nothing but good goodness that we're going to pour into these guys had after having their first go of the season. So that's Carolina. As they head into game on Monday, they start the Maui Invitational. They'll head to Asheville. They'll start Opening up with the first game against uh, UNLV at 7 p.m. So Monday night we'll be back live tweeting and talking about the Tar Heels in that regard. And then they'll also play either Alabama or Stanford. Other teams that are in the tournament will be Davidson, Indiana, Providence, or Texas. So that'll be a big weekend, or well, I should say the big start to next week for the Tar Heels. Now, <sighs> got that out of the way. Now it's time for the old wham-bam thank you, man, which is football. Huge day for the Tar Heels on the gridiron. Let's talk about how Carolina is going to 
put the pieces together to beat the fighting Irish. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. So coming up on Monday, we are going to talk about Carolina. As again, I mentioned, they are gearing up for the Maui Invitational. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast up to 30 minutes a day, every single day, Monday through Friday. You get to hear me talk about these heels. We'll also recap the Notre Dame game with five key observations. We'll grade ourselves. How did we do? Were there things we saw that we were really excited about? Were there things that we saw that we were really disappointed about? I have all that conversation as we head into the weekend as we head into the week excuse me rather I can't get my day straight you know everything blurs in the pandemic but we are going to be next week in December the last month of the year who knew 2020 would actually come to an end but thank god it is so there's that now let's talk about number two Notre Dame eight and no seven no in the ACC they are coming to Chapel Hill to face number 25, North Carolina, who is currently 6-2, 6-2 also in the ACC. Today here at 3.30 on ABC, Notre Dame has there's opened the line. It's currently 7.5. The series record is Notre Dame leading 18-2. I don't know if that's a series, but alas, <laughs> it's been a dominant one for the Fighting Irish. As I mentioned on Wednesday's show, I had the opportunity to go on Fighting Irish went on Locked On Irish podcast, talked to Ryan, and I talked to Joe about what I felt like the Tar Heels were going to bring to the table. I think that this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a litmus test, right? It's going to be where are we on the national stage? We say we want to be top dogs. We say we want to be in top five conversation. We say we want to be in top four college football playoff conversation. But are we there yet? Can we compete with a team like Notre Dame? This will be UNC Mac coaches. Mm, yep, that's it. This will be head coach Mac Brown's first game against Notre Dame in his 32-year career as a head coach, as well as the first meeting between he and fighting Irish coach Brian Kelly. Brian has been there now for up to, what, 10 years? And Coach Mac Brown mentioned how there are some staple teams throughout college football where when you take that job, it's a different level of pressure. He was talking about his time in Texas and talking about how the Notre Dame job is similar. So, we will see whether the guys can handle themselves rightly so. But Mac Brown talked a bit about the expectations that he'll have for his team. Some guys he thought were really good on Notre Dame's side and overall what important things that he hopes that Carolina can bring here on this here Friday. <laughs> I'm excited about it, but I'm a little nervous. I can't lie to you. I just, I want a good game, right? And so I, I want to hear from Mac Brown. Let's take a listen to what he says will be the keys for us to be successful. As we're excited about the challenge, um, with challenge, there's opportunity, but they're really good. 
and and we know how good they are. They may be the best team in the country. And I have to brag on Brian Kelly. He's um, um, Notre Dame, like Texas, is a high-profile job, and it's a it's a great job, but a difficult job. And there's a tremendous amount of pressure every day on on you. And he's been there ten years, and uh, I think this is his best team, and and uh, they they do it right. Uh, these are bright kids, and they're very, very well coached, and um, they, they um, they're, they're fun to watch. They manage the game well. They're they're a team that has very few penalties. Uh, they've got very few turnovers, uh, and and he's not going to make many mistakes. And they stay ahead of the chains, and that's why they're so good on third downs. Both their line of scrimmages are big and strong and really impressive. And, and one of the storylines of this game will be, can we hang in there with them? Because they're they're uh, as good as anybody at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, and, and I think the other thing is is uh, they held, they're holding teams to 85 yards rushing. They shut Clemson's rushing game down. So the two games that we have lost, we've been outrushed. Uh, every other game, we've outrushed the opponent. Uh, so that's a, a, a huge challenge for us. So the main takeaways I have from Mac Brown's presser, really, when he talks in his opening statements, it's all about, you know, it's cut and dry, right? We say we want to be good. We say we want to be the top team. We say we want to be at a certain level. Well, here you go. You're now playing against an undefeated team. You're now playing against a team who most likely will be in the ACC championship or unless things go a different way, you'll be in there. But you're, you're in your own way of success or staying at a level with which you're considered a good team but not a great team. Right. And so I also think that when it comes to Clemson, I find myself being like, who's going? I'm glad Notre Dame has had the opportunity to beat them. I wish Clemson had beat them for this year's sake, for Carolina's sake, um, heading into ACC championship week. But alas, here we are after listening to Dabo Sweeney's comments about Florida State. I don't want Clemson to win another game. I would be totally fine if they didn't win another thing. And I just, I don't know how anybody sends their son there. That's my aside for the day. But yeah, no, absolutely not. He's hor- just not my favorite. Not, not even close. <laughs> but when I think about Carolina and Notre Dame, I'm excited to see what our guys will do. Because we have a lot of playmakers. We have a lot of guys who are going to be superstars in their own right playing on Sundays. But when it comes to this college game, and this college atmosphere, despite not ha- – and I think this would be a great game to see live. But despite not having the fan atmosphere, it's just ball. Like, go out there, play your game, and do what you do, right? So the, what are the five key observations that we want to make sure we head into – Friday, this afternoon's game. I'm going to tell you because we got to grade ourselves on Monday. We got to figure out how we were doing. So let's talk about that next on Locked on Tar Heels. So final thoughts of the day, Priceless Gym segment, our best segment that we always do, our five key observations heading into today's game. The defensive line, number one, they have got to step up. We got to have some strong trenches game going on today. D-line has got to make Notre Dame look crazy for once. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often for a lot of different reasons, but Notre Dame's offensive line, despite injury, has been the one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in college football. So as I look to our defensive line who can't block sometimes a save, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go down that road. I need them to have a good game. Period. I want you to step up. I want somebody to get hungry, get mad, all that. 
I want, you know, guys come off the edge. Make Ian a little nervous. Ian Book, quarterback for Notre Dame. Make him a little nervous. Make him feel like there's pressure there. Don't give him an all-day to throw. That, just do that for me, and I will, I will feel like that's a win. I'm not a big moral win, victory kind of girl, but I'll, I'll let it happen. Okay? Cool. Number two, Sam Howell is going to need a big performance. A lot of people are saying the key matchup for this game will be Notre Dame's defense against our offense. The Fighting Irish have been one of the nation's best defensive teams, allowing just 85 yards. Yes, 85 yards rushing. 304 total yards and 16 points per game. And we all know we saw the Wake Forest game putting up 50-plus we saw Sam Howell able to, you know, come from behind with a lot of these, the wins again, come from behind in the losses against Virginia and Florida State and just really dominate but not quite get the job done. Thanks to, unfortunately, the defense. But the Fighting Irish is going to make it very difficult for him to have a strong game. Not only that, they're going to make it a very difficult for Javante and Michael to eat all day. If they can shut down our run game, which they did for Clemson, Whew, they shut down Travis Etienne. I'm feeling like either Javante and Michael are going to have the best game of the season or they're going to have the worst game they've had. And I don't want Javante to have a bad game. I always want him to have great. But I also have already seen Michael have a bad game against Florida State when that was just – that wasn't him. He was a little off. I think it was having 55 family members there. But, you know, alas, here we are. So I need them to have a strong rushing game. And if it doesn't work out – from a rushing standpoint, can they be receivers for the day? That's my number three point, right? Can their run game add to its receiving magic that it has done throughout this year? We've seen a lot of development and a lot of strong progress between Michael and Javante, who are not only getting touches from the air, but also able to capitalize off getting hit and yards after getting hit has been incredible. But they'll have to go up against guys like Jeremiah Owusu-Koroma, Koromoa. I'm sorry I butchered it, but here we are. He's a senior who is quick as lightning. He's had such a strong game. He ranks third on the team with 35 tackles and a team best eight and a half for loss, tackles for loss. In the victory against Clemson, he had nine tackles and returned a fumble for a touchdown. And he's the third best guy on the team with 35 tackles. So can you imagine just how it's going to go for the rest of the group, <laughs> giving, again, a long day for our offensive line. Not sure if Brian Anderson will be back and healthy, but if he is, if he's not, we'll give Q the, the start and we'll hope that he steps up the best that he knows how. But I think it's just not getting overwhelmed and caught up in the moment and literally just playing your game and understanding that these guys you've come up against, you know, don't, well, how do I say that? Because when I look at the ACC as a whole and I look at the offensive and defensive schemes from all the teams that we've played so far, this will be our toughest challenge yet. But still, it's not like we haven't had strong defensive units from Victor DiMuchegi and uh, Chris Rump from Duke, right? We haven't, we've had great uh, matchups in from Florida State when we were having Marvin Williams and the rest of those guys come up against us. And, you know, it's just... Time and time again, we've had to step up, and I think for the most part, we've done a decent job, but there's room for improvement. If there was ever a game to have a big game, this one is it. So number four, <clears throat> Lord, help me. I'm getting all choked up here, getting excited about this. We've got to have four strong quarters, okay, from start to finish. We're used to having fast starts, and then we go so cold in the second quarter. We cannot do that. We cannot, we cannot have one bad quarter. 
You have to have a to beat an eight and no team. You have to have a perfect game, and you have to have help, right? But you have to have a perfect game and firing from all cylinders, all sides. Every different team has to be doing their part, right? So I'm saying we cannot go into the half down by multiple scores thinking it's just going to be like, oh, Sam Howell, don't worry about it. He'll be our his third, fourth, or fourth quarter self. He always dominates in the fourth. You're not going to have time to do that with a Notre Dame team. <laughs> You're not going to have the opportunity to get back in the game if you play around with a Notre Dame. So you got to come out swinging. You have to stay swinging. You have to punch in the mouth and make them feel like they cannot compete with you, right? You have to let them – gonna, they're going to get back in the game because that's how good they are. But you have to give them enough, like, emotional defeated, like, how can we be losing to a team like this to where they get in their own way mentally? All right, there you go. So if you have players who are listening to this, I'm trying to feed you game. Free game. Number five, my final thing for Carolina to be victorious. My key observation I want you guys to look for. Look at special teams, right? I think I want these guys to give us something. I need Atkins to make all his kicks. I need Daz Newsom and Michael Carter to run this ball back one time. Like, give me give me 35 yards. Give me 20. I'll tell. I'll take anything. <laughs> Just don't fair catch it the entire game. I want to see somebody do something explosive catch the ball at all times you know like don't have any slip-ups there but make them miss if we have to do some onside kicks make it spicy if we have to fake punt it whatever we need to do to make us feel razzle dazzle jazzy let's just try it you know if we're gonna go out swinging as a bad team might as well try some things right so there's my five key observations for the game 330 ABC be there don't be square I'm excited about it I hope you are too it's going to be a great game I think it is <laughs> I hope it is I'm praying it is I'm excited just again to see the guys have an opportunity to play a top two team to see where they're at when it comes to you know confidence wise if you initially got the top five conversation albeit there were not conferences playing and you know, they weren't, there weren't people having their best season so far, whatever. Now, if you can be a number two team, I want you to, I want people to say, okay, talk different, walk different, act different, because you can do that then, you know, because you didn't really beat anybody worth being in that conversation. But if you beat a Notre Dame, you can have, you're going to have a little different swagger about you. So I'm looking for good swagger. All right. That's what I hope for. I'm hoping for a good game either way. I don't want to blow out either side I would like a good strong game when Carolina comes out on top so that's my five key observations and we'll see how it goes but I have to leave you guys now I must go about my day I hope you all have an excellent excellent weekend you stay safe stay smart out there you wash your hands again spend time with your loved ones all that good stuff and yeah as always you know how it goes here go heels <laughs>